Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Audible Podcast. I am your host. I wasn't sure there. I'm your host, the Wody, the Wody man, the non-nasty man, the indisputable uh, heavyweight champion of corn on the cob right now. Yo, I had some real delicious uh, corn on the cob with some nice, like, perfect butter. I think it was some of that German butter, D-Man. I don't know what episode this is. What's up, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode. I'm glad to be here. Y'all glad to be here. We got a couple things we need to discuss. For that corn on the cob was real good, too. It had that. Uh, like some... Uh, some course of pepper. I really like black pepper. Uh, had a little like a damn, I don't know. It's like sweet, spicy, it was salty, it was everything. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. That corn was real good. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, I want to see if we can get to all the topics, but I want to discuss some UFC action. We had some good action over the weekend, and uh, we got some good action coming up this weekend. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the rapidity rap. Um, maybe we'll get to the rap. The rap is questionable. Oh my god! I just kind of want to talk about some new orders I've been uh, kind of figuring out, and I now have a new hierarchy, a new placement for top five Louisiana rappers. No, Boosie is not in it. He's not even in my top twenty-five. Um, this is an uh, indisputable fact. I've written about this. I'm also a journalist, but I wrote about this a very long time ago. Uh, Habusi is not a top 25 Louisiana rapper. And I got the, I got the proof behind it. Uh, I saw, uh, you know, I thought this is just nigga, nigga issue. Apparently, everybody is falling for it. Uh, the whites, Mexicans. Everyone is just in love. I don't know, y'all. I just it's just a pure random thing for me to just go into that. I'm talking about Madden. Uh, Madden 23 is coming out. Um, they're hitting us with the fake nostalgia. We're putting the late great John Madden on the cover. Um, but it's looking like the same game, yo. I'm gonna keep it real. It's probably the same game. You know, I, I knew I've seen a lot of people was happy about Madden 22, and it's another type we. Were, we may get into the a lot of people's happy about Mad 22. Um, because of the when you get to certain fields, you get that RPG aspect, you get a home field advantage. That shit was trash. Um, and it hasn't been spoken on or mentioned since Mad 22 came out. So again, whatever they're gonna offer Mad 23, you know, I know a lot of people say it's gonna look good, it's gonna look this and look that. The Madden engine, whatever Madden engine they are actually using, whatever tackling engine that they've been using is the cheapest engine you can possibly get for a most expensive game that majority, because it's a casual game purchase. Uh, it gets huge sales, and they use bullshit engines. So we're going we're gonna to try to get into some Madden, too. I don't know if we're going to get into Madden because it is angering me. Um. Just kind of thinking about it. Uh, of course, I I've been in a a little bit of a video game lull too. Um, I have no idea what to play. 
Therefore, I just been playing random and old shit. We might get a little bit into that too. Uh, the CDC, uh, kind of obviously being, uh, it's always been a government entity, but it's a pretty obvious, um, paid off government entity. It means nothing. And uh, yeah, and uh, the last subject we may, we may, we may. Discuss a little NFL. Discuss the nasty man. Uh, discuss some of the, the absolutely disgusting penalties or lack thereof of NFL or NBA players, athletes in general. We're going to get into a little bit of that. And, and actually, with this kind of ASAP rocket thing that's just dropping, it's going to be a kind of a perfect deal, too. So the first thing I want to get into, I hope you all didn't hear the uh, small line go off at the back. The first thing I want to get into is the last UFC, um, I think it was just a fight night. It was Vera against Dominic Cruz, Maga Cruz, Cigarette Smelling Cruz, Whiskey Man Cruz. Um, fantastic performance on both. So first of all, I want to give up to Cruz because Dominic Cruz is probably like a 37. I believe this is the first, um, no, 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 I think I just heard something. I think this is the first non-title loss he's had in the UFC, or at least it's been a very long time since he had a non-title loss in a UFC. Dom is either the champion or he either lost the belt, which was just the one time when he lost to Cody Garbrandt. So he's been a champion at 135 for a long time. He's also been injured for a while in between that. Um, But it just goes to show what type of champion uh, he was, what type of fighter he is. Um, Getting them all in Vera, so I really just want to talk about the the middle, the the main event. I, I can't even remember what the what the whole call was, but let's get to the whole call. Let's get to the whole call. Uh, I say UFC Fight Night, and fucking Tyrone Willie comes out. What? It's ESPN forty one. Okay. UFC ESPN. Quattrono. Uh, I'm trying to find a card. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find an actual card. Should have been prepared. Yeah. But I wasn't. This is the card, but it's kind of not the card. Oh, this was the card. The card just wasn't that great. Okay. So, talking about Marlon Vera, right? So, Marlon Vera is on maybe a... He's on a four-fight win streak. He's won five out of the last six. The only loss he's had was against Jose Aldo, which is a very close fight. And that's kind of Jose Aldo, which is also gives Jose Aldo a good case uh, if he wins his next fight, which I believe is against... Who is Jose Aldo fighting? He's fighting somebody. I don't know who he's beating or who he's fighting. I know he has a fight coming up. Um, I think Jose Aldo should have kind of been gotten a, a, a title shot. Um, more of out of, out of respect, really. But seeing him with a, a win over Mullen Vera really does mean a lot. Let me see Jose Aldo's record real quick. My best. Jose Aldo's won three in a row, y'all. 
He's fighting Marab. I forgot. Oh my God. That's the, we're going to be talking about that. Um, wow. Wow. And, and Molivera was like, he don't really care about getting a title shot. So I think if Jose Aldo can win this, or either Marab can win this, then they should be fighting Molivera. Marab, especially. Yeah. Whoever this winner should be fighting Molivera. Or their next fight should be. A number one contenders fight, ball none. Um, but going back to Molivera, so Molivera looks like, first of all, it looks like he hits very hard. Um, the punches look dense when he hits; it means something. Um, you can tell by Frankie Edgar's, not Frankie Edgar's, Rob Font's face. Uh, you could tell by um, Dominic Cruz maybe getting knocked down like three, four times, a couple times, just like jabs. Um, and I saw a couple comments saying that um, Dominic Cruz was chinny. I'm not sure how you can get Dominic Cruz chinny. I didn't hear the, the comments from the commentators um, after the fight, but to call Dominic Cruz chinny when he hasn't lost, it's like he's getting knocked out. He hasn't even lost. Like he's in winning fights, so I'm not I'm not sure how you get um, chinny. Out of everything, I know he was stopped by Aaron Cejudo, but that was like TKO and it was knees. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know where the chinny thing comes from. I don't even know what you would even call him washed up because he's like whoever loses out of Jose Aldo and Marab, like Jose Aldo, man, Jose Aldo has been in tremendous shape. Like Jose Aldo hasn't looked washed. Obviously, he beat Marlon Vera. He's won in the last three. But if he can beat Marab, like Marab is a, a, a master grappler. Actually, let's see those eyes real quick, y'all. Now, I'm supposed to be talking about the main event from last uh, weekend, but I kind of want to talk about these eyes, too. Uh, it's even. Wow. So it's either minus 122 for Marab or it's even. That's what I figured. Um. Okay, so Marab versus Jose Aldo is your classic wrestler versus striker matchup, right? Marab is about as good as a wrestler as anybody in the division. Yes, he's the best wrestler in the division. Um, Jose Aldo, and I would say probably Peter Yan. Couple other guys, it's not a lot of wrestlers to be testing a lot of these guys, but Jose Aldo is is historically tested for being hard to take down. Like I don't even remember anybody even taking him down ever. And like holding him there and just pop pounding on him. Like he lo- hold up, let's lose let's let's look at Jose Aldo real quick. We yeah, we're gonna be two hours um doing this shit. So let's all right, so at 145, that's when he after he started to move up. He lost to Marlon Marais. Uh, Marlon is a big motherfucker. That's a split decision. Okay. So he lost to Volkanovski, and then he lost to Marlon Marais. He lost to Peter Yan, and those are tough fights, right? All three of those fights are tough fights. And this is like Marlon Marais in that kind of area when he had just knocked out um, Ojo, who's now the champion. So, you know, things can happen. Right, so 
He beats Ballin Vera. He beats Pedro Munoz. He beats Rob Font. And I'm talking about Jose Aldo here. Well, those are, have all been stand-up fighters. Petey Young, Marlon Marais, Volkanovski, I don't remember him taking it down. Uh, Hanato, um, Canero, uh, um, fucking, I, I thought they said Hanato Moncayo. Um, Jeremy Stevens, two Max Holloway fights. Like, he lost those, but these are all stand-up fighters. So, it's been a long time since he's had a lot of takedown defense. Had to do it, but every time he's had to, he was like perfect. Um, damn, I want to talk about the main event. Hold up, um, shit, this is a tough fight. This is a really good fight, man. Jose Aldo against Marab is a really good and tough fight. Wow, John Dawson, Cody Stamen, Marlon Marais. All right, he hasn't fought. This is his first step. So for Marab, this is the first step for him into um, kind of elite territory, um, basically. Sheesh. All right, so let's let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back to Marlon Vera. Let's go back to, to the Dominator, right? So I believe the loser, which is Dominic Cruz, whoever loses out of Marab and Jose Aldo, Let's say if it's Jose Aldo, you get Jose Aldo and Dominic Cruz, which is a fantastic fight. Marlon Vera right now, I think, should be. I think Aldo's fighting Dillashaw. That fight is not really close to happening right now. That's the bad thing. Like, if that fight was like within a month, I think the next title shot would should absolutely go to Marlon Vera. Um, because not only, not only is he just on a win streak. He's stopping guys. And um, going back to him, too, he has a TK win over Sean O'Malley. Don't care how it was. To front kick Frankie Edgar to get him out of there. To beat the hell out of Rafan. He beat the shit out of Rafan. And to stop Dominic Cruz. To me, Dominic, bro, just the Dominic Cruz and Frankie Edgar fight. Or just Dominic Cruz and Rafan. To me, those performances get you a title fight. Um, but it's too far away. I don't think um, Dillashaw and, and Witch McGon are going to uh, fight for a while. Um, that's kind of the bad thing. So, moving on, what I wanted to talk about is UFC 278. So, 278 is coming on this week, and of course, we are gambling on it. That's one of the reasons why we're here, why we on Yonder. The main event. We're gonna start from the main event. And the main event is Kamar Usman against Leon Nettles, right? So it's minus four hundred plus two eighty. This is a so when you think you know a sport, I think I know MMA, you have to bet it by value. You bet everything by value, but when you eyeballing it, you're betting about value. And plus 280, which is basically plus, it's basically like Uzma's going to beat this man. Minus 400 is, it's pretty definite. I think that's fair. Now, I wouldn't bet minus 400 for Uzma. If anything, if there is a Will a fight go to distance, which is no, at plus 120? I would 
I would think that's the best bet. Actually, that is the best bet. I'm going to bet that. Um, plus 120. Will a fight go to distance? And no, I do because I don't think this fight go to this. And even if you say yes, it's minus 152, which is still good money. Like it's still good money either way. I don't think I think somebody's going to stop in this. Um, even though most of Leonel was fights so all five rounders. And they last fight did go five rounds. I think somebody's gonna get stopped in this. Uh so I would say no, it'll be plus uh one twenty for what I would say. It's definitely gonna be a tough fight. I definitely think Kamar Usman's going to win if I had to pick. But I can kind of see Leon that was pulling something off. I I'm not gonna lie to you. He's, he's really good. Uh the main event, well, not the main event, the co-main event is Paula Costa and Luke Rocco. And on Thighs I'm looking at is Bovada, by the way, because I am in a slave state. And that's to use fucking Yugoslavian websites to to bet. So Luke Rocco plus two fifty. Paula Costa minus three twenty five. I think that's fair. Um I I probably would see Paula Costa again. Um it's the kind of the same boat for me with Luke Rocco. Hasn't fought recently, and his last losses were bad. Whereas Leonel was his one fucking eight in a row, but it's been you know a while since he fought. Um, I will go Paula Costa, and I will actually parlay those two, so you can get decent odds. Let me see how I look real quick. Minus three twenty five, minus four hundred. Yeah, to go down to minus fifty eight, I think that's pretty good. Um. Yeah, then we talk about Jose Aldo and Marab. The only thing I can say for that is that it goes the distance, which is minus 200. Like, because I, I actually, I don't know who's going to win. This next fight, I know who's going to win. Is Alexander Romanov uh, versus Marcin Tabira. Uh, Romanov minus 450. You bet that nigga right there. You bet this motherfucker. Uh, I would actually bet for a stoppage. Uh, I'm not sure what the, the the TKO is or fight to not go the distance, which is no minus three ten. Uh, I would definitely bet that shit. So Alexander Romanov minus four fifty. If you parlay that with Costa and Usman, that's minus one hundred. It's pretty good odds. Uh, Tyson Pedro versus Harry Hunsucker. I don't. I don't get those odds. Like I know who Tyson Pedro is, but this nigga ain't that cold. This motherfucker ain't that cold, man. To be minus seven forty. Hold up, y'all. We gotta look him up real quick. We gotta look up his fights. I have to give y'all a, a good analysis of this motherfucker because it's might hit me up. I gotta want to do this on video. How do I do this on video? I can show the screen and, and shit. I see. Let's go, Tyson Pedro. We gonna look him up on Sure Dog. I told y'all Sure Dog is the website I usually go to because I look at strength of schedule. 
Okay. So his last fight was against he beat Isaac Villanueva and stoppage, leg kick punches. He lost by TKO. He lost by submission. He lost well. He won by he lost by submission, and then he won by submission. And he lost by decision, and he won by TKO and submission. So he's right or die. He's either he's he gonna get stopped or, or stop a motherfucker. And he's going against Harry Hunsucker. For tied to Avasa, he fought Jason Taffer. Jason Taffer is the big motherfucker, ain't he? Yeah. That was kind of a fluky little fight. Um, Corey Moon. Uh, okay, so I don't know Harry Hunsucker. Him losing, losing to Ty Tuvasa in the first round, that's just is what it is. Ty Tuvasa is a beast. The Justin Taffer thing, I remember that fight. That's just a nigga getting knocked out. I do not believe that Tyson Pedro is a minus 850 to plus 525. So we're going to do the plus 525 because two niggas that uh, have halfway terrible records um, and the odds is minus 850. Nigga, minus 850 is Brock Lesnar versus uh, Peyton Manning in real life. He'd be like, okay, Peyton Manning, if he could headbutt him, he could win. But realistically, he's about to get uh, soaked in milk and then seasoned and put on a grill. Moving on, uh, Jared Gordon versus Leonardo Santos. I have no idea who that is. Uh, that's prelims. We're not betting, betting prelims. We're going to look at it. Sean Woodson versus Luis Saldana. Miranda Maverick versus Shauna Young. Go we'll kind of look at these odds. Okay. So for the main event, the full fights, Alexander Romanov, Harry Huntsucker, um, Polo Costa, Kamara Usman, it is plus 11.49. If I bet $25, I would win 287. Paulie and with anything else, I kind of don't trust. Maybe I will push Sean Woodson and Miranda Maverick just to boost it up, but only boost it up to like eighteen hundred. Um, those are definite bets. So bet twenty five will get me four sixty one. That's probably what I'm gonna bet today. Cause so even an sh- easy shot. So moving on, um, I saw a picture. Of well, it wasn't a picture; it was a video. But I saw the picture too. At first, it was of Francis Ngannou. He was dapping up Deontay Wilder, right? So it got me thinking, right? So first of all, I do not care about Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury because it's just uninteresting in general, right? As as a boxing match and as a kickboxing match, because as a kickboxing match, Tyson Fury is going to get the legs chopped off of him. And I haven't seen Francis Ngannou kick many times, but if you've never taken a leg kick before, or you're not used to taking him in your life at all, and the first ones you're about to take is from Francis Ngannou. I don't think that's a very good idea. Um, 
Yeah. I I don't think that's you know what I mean? Like I don't think that's the best thing. And and for pure boxing, we're basically just gonna get a worse version of Fury versus Wilder because at least Wilder is a is an experienced boxer. He's not a traditional boxer, but he's experienced. He won a he won a bronze medal, um, in the Olympics in, in boxing. Like his his first year, his first year is boxing. Like his first one or two years, he won a he won a bronze medal for the United States. Like people, us here, we we kind of shun or ignore anything that's not a gold medal. Nigga, if I get silver, nigga, I'm the second best person in the world. That's kind of like a pretty big deal. If I'm number two in the world, like the person could have first could have beat me because of like technical points or like by a quarter of an inch. You know what I mean? I'm second, but you know, and I always think about why like the Olympics here always get great ratings, but outside of that, we don't. We don't watch it at all. Like, I would, I'm not sure where to find shot put. I would probably watch shot putting. Like, on a Saturday, if they did, like, an event where they shot putting and throwing a javelin and doing, like, some hammer throws, I would probably watch that shit. Um, Maybe they would have to, I don't know, you would, Motherfuckers just throwing stuff will get tired after a while. I, I, I'm keep it real. I'm, I'm thinking of it now, and niggas just tossing stuff would be tired. Like maybe they could do some cross country, some steeples chases, you know, in between that to kind of balance it off. But we don't really watch like as a country. They don't get football numbers. They don't get basketball numbers. Or maybe they do. Maybe I'm I'm wrong. I don't. I know people watch track and field. Um, I know I'm. A lot more accustomed to to casually watch track and field than I am really anything else, but it feels like archery. Um shit, all these Olympic sports. We don't really watch them motherfuckers. Uh and I think there's a lot of again lull time because them bitches be going on on a Wednesday at three o'clock. Ain't nobody doing that. Just put that on TV. It's on ESPN. I, you know, I guess ESPN would rather be showing, um, fucking Big Baby Davis versus uh, Kendrick Perkins, uh, Kendrick Perkins, in a hot dog eating contest, but in a dribbling hot dog glizzy eating contest. Maybe they would want to show that, but I think a lot of the Olympic sports can can get a lot of shine. But going back to Walter, going back to Ngannou, I think that is. Probably one of the best fights that you can get because in boxing, UFC, it's I, I wouldn't want to see it because somebody's going to die in UFC. And I actually think, you know, Francis Ngannou to me, the UFC heavyweight champion is the baddest man on the planet, right? That's it, it it's a fact, right? It's because Francis Ngannou, you can wrestle, um, even if he's not an expert wrestler. He's not a wrestler better than motherfucking Tyson Fury, dude. He's going to take Tyson Fury down. He's going to beat the shit out of him. The nigga hits hard. Um, he don't have expert submissions. But if Francis Ngannou want to put you in the Kimura, uh, you a snow crab. He going to take that motherfucker off. Um, but Deontay Wilder, right, who is usually 
in the last Fury fight, he said he, like, he weighed too much. It was the first one. I mean, the nigga said he weighed too much. Niggas making excuses. He's using like 220 pounds. 228 pounds, I believe he said. Francis Ngannou has to cut down from 265. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me repeat that, right? Deontay Wilder is about, he usually fights like 225 pounds. If you look at every fight he's ever had, the nigga has like 41 fights with 38 knockouts. Like people talk about his uh, non-traditional fighting skills because he's not sitting there boxing. He's knocking niggas' heads off. He has like 38 knockouts or 37 knockouts in like 41 fights. Okay, so if you either won, it was a draw, or you died. That's that's pretty much how it goes. Like, and those are ghosts like one nigga. Tyson Fury either had a draw with him and he won. Everybody else died. You know what I mean? Like, so. I would, and for Francis Gano to cut down to 265, that means he's probably walking around like 280, 290. Deontay Wilder, when they box, you know, obviously people see the size, the, the difference in the glove. He's probably wearing 16, that's probably too high. He's probably wearing 12, 13, 14 ounce gloves. The big pillowy motherfuckers, almost pillowy. Francis Ngannou is wearing four-ounce gloves. Four-ounce gloves versus the ones the Wilders wearing is a patch. It is a small shield of mucus saliva. It is just thick enough for you to not move in one swipe. But it's just thin enough to where it don't mean shit. And Deontay Wilder is knocking people out dead, cold, with big-ass gloves on. So I would pray, pray that nobody ever, I don't even care if it's Francis Ngannou because it's not like Francis Ngannou is some motherfucking expert boxer. I believe that only one person in the entire boxing and all of heavyweight boxing only cares is this cruiserweight nigga who just beat Anthony Joshua. Uh, he's not rushing. He's from someone in one of these places. Usyk. If he gets touched by Deontay, that dude can't beat Deontay Wilder. I'm sorry. He'll never fight Deontay. That dude cannot beat Deontay Wilder. The only person that can survive Deontay Wilder was Tyson Fury. And that's because he is... He is the generational fighter. Like, a lot of people, people know boxing. I don't even know boxing like that. But I know I know who the, who the fucking legends is. And some casual who maybe not know in the boxing, Tyson Fury was gone for a while. This nigga, he ain't no six-pack. He don't look like Tyson coming out of jail. But he's big as shit. He is the generational heavyweight. If y'all don't know, he's the Lennox Lewis. He's the Mike Tyson. He's the Muhammad Ali. He's the Joe Frazier. This nigga Tyson for this 6'10 big ass nigga. So if Deontay Wilder loses to him twice, that ain't a slight. 
that's the generation of dude. Do I believe if they fought 10 times, Wilder beats this nigga like three or four? Absolutely. Do I think the first uh, knockout count was very long? Absolutely. Which brings me to the conclusion that he can beat this man. So if he can beat him, he can definitely beat Joshua. He can definitely beat Usyk. So I say that to say that why are we not seeing, like, I know that video just came up. They was real cool. Deontay Wilder was like, he was humble. He was kind of like fake humble. But he was kind of like, he, he kind of felt like, oh, he's, he's a champ. Yo, he coming holla at me. But he ain't, he ain't really chatted up. You know what I mean? It was like a, you know, all right, yo, what's up, man? I, you know, but I'm about to get back to work type of thing. You know what I mean? Why can't we get that fight? Is that a fight we want to see? I'm pretty sure that's a fight we want to see. Like, if you look, if you look, I'm trying to think of Wilder's knockouts, dog, because they're all brutal. He beat, if you look at the, oh, what's the Haitian dude? Man, let me look at Wilder's fights, man. I swear I wasn't going to talk about fighting all day, but we're going to talk about some fight. Uh, Wilder versus somebody. It's a dude he fought twice. The first time I believe either was a draw or it's the only decision that he had. And then the second time, he was fighting this nigga like it was Ninja Turtles. He was just running up, charging up punches, like Streets of Rage. This nigga was just charging up fire punches and throwing them. Um, it wasn't Ortiz. It was Steve Vern. Because Stavern was like his, it was a win, but it was his, damn, what is it? It was a decision. What kind of fight was it? There we go. It was a unanimous decision. He still won. It was a unanimous decision, and he won the heavyweight title. Because Stavern is the dude that won, he took the, the heavyweight title out of the United States. I believe somebody here had it, and he took it to to England, whatever these these London niggas from, these England niggas from. And Wilder got it back. And Wilder was like, he was the first champion here for a while. Um, He was the first um, heavyweight champion. He was the WBC heavyweight champion. So y'all don't know, in box, box is a lot more confusing, and it's a lot more corrupt. That's why the government had to step in and take care of boxing. In the UFC for the UFC, there's one belt, 170. That's Kamaru Usman. For boxing, there's like five belts. There's WBC, there's a fucking IBF, there's a WBO, there's there's everything. There's like five different belts, five different different organizations that run all these belts. Deontay Wilder had the WBC belt, and Tyson Fury has he had all the other belts. Does he still have them? He gave him up when he retired, right? He had the, the lineal championship. Um, yeah, WBC and the ring heavyweight titles. The ring heavyweight title is the lineal championship. That means he won all of them. So back in, when he beat Vladimir Klitschko back in 15, he won the, the IBF, WBO, and the WBA and the IBO, right? So all of these championships were all in Russia. So when people didn't watch boxing here for a while, when you watch Floyd Mayweather's 
We was watching all the kind of smaller fighters. That's because the Klitschko's had the heavyweight belt locked up in motherfucking Europe. So that's why when you see Tyson Fury fight and you see John, uh, Anthony Joshua fight, they fight over there. They ain't got to come in and fight in Vegas. The smaller fight, the smaller uh, fighters that are not from that part, they come here and fight in Vegas or, you know, or other places, but they fill up 100,000 seat arenas out there. Like when Fury fight niggas, it's a hundred K out there. They fill up a whole arena, hundred thousand niggas. So that's why we don't get the big heavyweight fights. But Wilder got one of those belts back, and um, and, and yeah, and actually losing to to Tyson Fury because Tyson Fury, I don't think that's the belt he didn't have. He had all the other ones, and um, he was a lineal champion, which means. He, he claimed all the belts. He was undisputed. It's like four or five belts. He won all them bitches. All five heavyweight belts. Not a lot of cats has done it. Lennox Lewis has done it. Um, I think Tyson has done it. I think maybe Holyfield done it. I know Lennox Lewis for a fact done it. Um, but it, it's a very uh, prestigious thing to do. And you, you see a big goofy nigga like Tyson Fury, you really don't be, you really don't think like this, you know. That's big goofy ass nigga, but this just goofy motherfucker is he's he's a generational um fighter. So going all the way back, I saw that video. Um, I don't know what's next for Wilder. Uh I I'm gonna pray on everybody's temple who has to fight Deontay Wilder next. Because again, there's bruh, whoever has to fight this dude next, you you're gonna have to figure it out because he's knocking your head off your shoulders. Like I don't know, I don't, I wouldn't even want to fight him. <laughs> Real shit, I wouldn't want to fight this nigga. If you a boxer, heavyweight boxer, like unless you at the tippy top, why would you fight this nigga? I understand he's like two hundred twenty pounds, twenty five pounds. Uh, most of these heavyweight boxers are a lot bigger, but um. Yeah, no bueno. So going back to the going back to this UFC thing, I was looking at Alexander Romanov again at minus four fifty, and I think just probably putting him and Usman together. For some reason, I don't trust Polo Costa versus uh, Rocco. I I actually don't think that's fight is going to happen, even though it's it's this goddamn week. See if you do Usman and Romanov minus one eighty nine. That's good. That's that's more than good enough. Okay, so moving on. Um, I want to talk about just gambling in general, right? So every bit of a positive gambling I've been having to do. It's been mostly UFC, right? So you know, as we've been talking UFC, I I kind of know UFC in detail, even though I don't. I don't bet UFC as much as I should. Um, but it, it's where I get, it's where I make the most of it. MLB seems to be the most confusing um, gambling adventure ever, right? So, 
it's a lot of different ways you can approach the MLB. So what I play typically is the DFS, the, the kind of the, the fantasy sports where you pick rosters and all that shit. We talked about this shit before. Oh, DraftKings and FanDuel. Basically, you pick a roster. Um, you try to guess the, the best players, the best pitcher, whoever's projected the best, in the, kind of in the best situation. So, for instance, tonight, um, let's go to my my FanDuel. I'm, I'm losing drastically, of course, because the team that I should have built upon, which is the Braves, is fucking up 13-1. They're beating the shit out the Mets right now, and I have no Braves at all. So basically, you have to pick the best roster, right? So for one of these contests, the, the contest that won is, is Garrett Cole, a pitcher, and basically a stack of Atlanta, Acuna, Acuna, um, Contreras, Hap, what happens is for the Cubs, but Swanson and Arno. Also, Evan Longoria has uh, got a little bit in that, too. I, I don't think I have any Evan Longoria. So, the MLB just seems to be just fucking completely random and completely rotten. So, officially, this is probably my last day doing MLB. Um, You know, in, in comparison... You know, it's a lot of people that just don't know no baseball. Baseball is so hard to explain, but I'm going to kind of do some comparative. If you compare the pitches, I could have said this before. I compare the pitches like I do quarterbacks. Like, some pitches is just a fucking beast. When Max Scherzer come up, when DeGrom comes up, when, um, um, Otani got, he got a, somebody hit a home on him right there, but when Otani comes up, when Dylan Cease comes up, when all of these, uh, what's the nigga from the Dodgers? Oh, did he? They battle me, throw him out there. Kershaw. When these cats show up, there's a certain pedigree. There's a certain things you expect for them to do. It's like having Mahomes come in. It's like having Brady come in. It's like having uh, Aaron Rodgers come in. Uh, any any great quarterback. The Grom and Scherzer, they're on those levels. So if you're betting on them, you're betting on them to win. And you're betting on them as the main person, as the driver to win the game. If you you know what I mean. The pitcher, the way they do the odds for baseball is based off the fucking pitcher. If the pitcher's trash, the odds ain't in your favor, player. If the pitcher's cold, the odds is in your favor. So I, I I sometimes like to compare it to that, but it never ends up being that. For instance, like Jer- I, I say, Garrett Cole in that winning lineup, he was in the winning lineup, but he had thirty-seven points as a pitcher. He wasn't the highest-rated pitcher. He he didn't score the most points, so it kind of ended up on the whatever batters that they had in. This is on Fanduel. That's but that's typically not the case. Um, it just seems as though baseball, it's it's really just too random for me. Let me give y'all another example, right? So, in, in basketball, it's a lot easier for for to like project the points, right? So, and I say that because think let's think of some high level players. Let's think of Mike Trout. 
It's a high-level home run hitter. And let's think of LeBron James, right? As a, just a high-level basketball player. Mike Trout can finish the season. Let's say if he had the most home runs. He was a home run leader. He, he had 63. There will be a lot of games where Mike Trout will have zero points because he went 0 for 4 or he went 0 for 3. Or maybe he had three points when he went 1 for 4 and he hit a single. Or he had six six points, eight points, or 12 points. Like, there is a very small chance that he will consistently hit his number. That's why, the you know, the projections and everything is very relied on a pitcher. Because the pitcher gets the number from strikeouts. And high-level pitchers successfully and consistently get strikeouts. And that's how you get points. But high-level batters don't always get points. That's on the baseball side. On the basketball side, how many times LeBron didn't have 15 points? And I'm not talking fantasy points, nigga. Just points in general. How many times LeBron ain't have at least 15 points and four rebounds? How many times he ain't have 15 points, four rebounds, and four assists? The the average projection points in basketball is just a lot more consistent than baseball, so it's a lot easier to to judge. I I I really don't know, you know, how to look at baseball. You know, I don't, I only know a handful of people that kind of play um the daily fantasy sports in baseball, but I don't know anybody that bets baseball. I'm looking at it from a different point of view. I'm trying to maybe bet um, hot bats because every baseball team will have a streak of like maybe three to five or six games where they just hitting everything, where they're getting a lot of runs. But it, it can, not it can, it'll always dramatically stop. Like the Dodgers... Um, let me look for the Dodgers game real quick. The Dodgers over the last two previous games had 22 runs. Right now, it's just full nothing against the Brewers. You know what I mean? Like, they had 22 runs in the past two games. That's a lot of points. You get a lot of points for RBIs. But they only have four. Today, that's like saying LeBron. He, he, you know, he he averaged seven points all year. The fuck? What the fuck going on? Um. So I like some advice. Actually, I put this out there. Some advice for anybody that bets, um, baseball consistently. I, I've been looking this up, googling it. What is the? What do you look for when it comes to streaking teams, streaking bats? Um, because this is this is absolutely my last day, and I've had, and the the only reason I'm frustrated with baseball is because I I haven't lost any money. I break even every time. <laughs> I've been breaking even for like eight months. Like I am like two dollars over, just two. So I I absolutely can't 
I don't know how to break the the threshold. Like pictures, I can absolutely try to figure out because a lot of this stuff has to do with ownership. You know, I really want to get more people into the DraftKings um, daily fantasy, uh, just to 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 help share more information and to kind of get people to you know just to open up a little bit because a lot of things it's just about ownership. You know, I've been picking and that's how I've been breaking even when picking pitchers successfully because I can just pick by ownership. You can just kind of look at it and be like, okay, the ownership of how many people here, how many people there. That's how you break it down. But it's just it's just real good difficult to see. I just went in the whole mode there. And if you don't even gamble, uh if you don't do daily fantasy sports, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But it's really getting to me that I'm continuously in baseball breaking even. So I'm going to move on to golf. Um, So expect more damn goddamn golf. I want to talk more MMA, and we definitely going to talk more golf as we go along. Uh, What do I want to get into next? My goodness, I think I want to talk a little Madden. Because I'm mixed Madden with the the nasty man. With nasty man. Somebody else got in trouble. Uh, with the NFL, I think that was old boy from the Titans. Maybe he beat some niggas ass in Walgreens. I'm not sure how you can beat people ass in Walgreens. Um, and not even get suspended for your job. But moving on, we're gonna go to Madden, right? So I saw some previews for Madden. Um, I saw the trailer for Madden. Okay, so my honest. Negative thoughts. It's still Madden, right? So it's the same Madden. And I'm trying to see what the the psychology behind everybody still, I wouldn't say falling for, but going for Madden. It is absolutely the same game since 2011 ish 12 ish 11 11 at least slightly upgraded graphics slightly um upgraded uh kind of tackling i would say grappling system i'm not really sure what like engine or what system they'll be able to use to really get a better grip on the almost like glitchy tackling for Madden. Like the the tackling has been so glitchy for really for like fucking 10 years. Like the, the, the tackling has been ass. Like I, I had Kirk Cousins and broke like three tackles. Like Kirk Cousins running 47 yards. I deleted that shit after. Like why is Kirk Cousins running 47 yards? I deleted that shit. I didn't even finish the game. I paused it and deleted it. Because Kirk Cousins running like fucking nature on means. Drunk Bettis. Um Is. I'm asking a question I know the answer to. Is it just a. A ritual. At this point. To play Madden. To play Call of Duty. To play 2K, is it 
because I, I want to find a way. I want to get away from this, right? I don't play these games, but it annoys me that pe- that that people buy them, and I don't know why it does, but it really is people just. kind of just enjoying playing with their favorite players. You know, and I and I get that. And because I used to always want to play with Barry Sanders. And in Madden 94, I always play with Walter Payton because you know Walter Payton and Barry Sanders is just my favorite players in general, still is. And and, and I get that. But I also enjoyed the game too. And I remember when NFL Game Day came out, I played NFL Blitz. I remember NFL Extreme, these big swole-ass motherfuckers. It was like three or five players. Um, I remember these games. And I didn't mind these games because at at least they were different. We haven't gotten anything different probably for like 13 years. Anywhere from 10 to 13. And when you think about that, like, just that in a bubble by itself, that's pretty fucking wild. Um, And I really don't know how we can get out of this. You know, I, I talk games with my cousins. And we're just kind of waiting on the next thing. Like, and it's all talking about the Lola, man. Like, I, I re-downloaded Overwatch, and I just can't play it. But I need a competitive game to play because that's really the only reason I, I play games. That and RPGs is really the only type of games I like to play. Are just competitive games and RPGs when I break from those competitive games. Otherwise, I will be breaking the controller. Um, but I've been in a law, and it seems like everybody just say, okay, oh, just wait for this, just wait for this, and wait for this. And I feel like we've been waiting for like two, three years. Um, the only worthy game has been Elden Ring. There hasn't been any other type game that's been worth the money, and Elden Ring was $60. So I'm trying to figure out what it, where is the, where's the break? What do we, when do we get a break? When do we get a, get, get a, get a game? Why do we have to wait so long in between games? Why do you have to wait till God of War? On one system that you still can't fucking find. How do we get to this point? How do we get to this point is where the most sought-after game, the most anticipated game, is on a system that after three years, it is still not readily available in any retail store. And PlayStation still has record sales. How do we figure this out? How is this a thing? It's just it's that big C word capitalism. Did it get this bad? To where a system that has not been on any shelves for more than an hour 
it's one of the best-selling consoles that this company has ever had, and it's still absolutely impossible to get. And I think this is year three. Somebody help me out there. Um, and also, somebody help me out on, on what other RPGs to play. You know what I mean? I've been streaming again. Uh, I streamed yesterday, streamed day before that, just trying to get some good players in, get some good viewers in. I bought it. I started playing Far Cry 5 again. I may go get Far Cry um, 6. I'll look it up because I saw some pretty bad reviews when it first came out, but uh, am I just supposed to sit around and wait on um, on God of War? You know what I mean? Like, like I might as well go play fucking Nexomon. I might as well just go play fucking Pokemon. Uh, you know what I mean? Just, just something else, dog. It, it kind of don't. It kind of don't make sense how, you know, we all jumped in almost head first with these brand new consoles. And if you have the Xbox, you can't sit here and tell me that is ten miles away. From what the Xbox One was to what you got now. It ain't that far away. Same goes with the PlayStation. So I'm trying to figure out why. First of all, why we all upgraded for four five hundred dollars And why it's been three years. And there hasn't been any. Any. High level games to come out. Besides, that didn't have a ridiculous crash in between. Um, Elden Ring is pretty much the only thing I know Elden Ring was somewhat glitchy when it first came out I've, I hadn't had any problems with with glitches or um, still having to this day but you know I've just been i just been pretty confused on you know on, on, on our gaming thing and where are we I think the next thing I'm moving to is a, is a PC uh, what should I be buying on PC what should I be playing I'm into RPG should I just be, I, I don't think I want to pay for subscriptions. Um it's the best game really fucking world of Warcraft. Like when I move on to PC, I'm gonna get this I'm gonna get a laptop first of all. When I move on to PC, what should I be playing? What does everybody play? Uh, I really want to play an RPG. I have not ever played with mouse and keyboard before. So it'll be brand new for me getting into that, but I'm Kind of more than willing to. So, to kind of end this off, I want to uh, speak out to the PC Master Race. What exactly should your boy be buying on PC? What are the games on PC? What do you play? Um, I see a lot of things on Steam. I play a lot of small things on Steam. I usually play these good idle games. Uh, I need to get one back on my phone again, but um, it kind of... Uh, fucking helps fucking uh, how about I say ACDC um, helps anxiety when I get these idle games that I, I get to play and get to do something so PC Master Race what's going on thank y'all for listening it's another episode I still don't know what the episode number is but holler